1: Says, <laughs> America keeps pissing into the wind because I guess it loves to feel its urine slap it in the face. Or maybe it likes the smell. But what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. <laughs> Oh, you're much more than that. And maybe we should publish some of this wisdom. Yes, we shall someday publish it in a book. But for now, we're going to get on with, please stop that. We're going to get on with rantcast. Lewis Black's rantcast, number 86, entitled The Summer of Our Discontent. Or now is the summer of our discontent. Yeah. And summer is shouldn't be a time for discontent, should it? No, summer's the time when boy, it's light out longer. Okay, you leave work a little sooner sometimes. You know, whatever you're doing right now in the midst of all of this pandemic, uh, post-pandemic, endemic, whatever you want to call it, but this is still supposed to be the the great time, summertime, and the the time is right for dancing in the streets. They're dancing in uh, you know Chicago. And uh, down in New Orleans in L.A., but, you know, I wish I could remember the lyrics. Uh, it's And, and um, you don't want to hear me sing it, but God damn it. Summer is it's, summer's the fun time. That's what it is. This is not the time to have discontent. This is not the time to be pounded with shit. This is the time that you fucking go to the amusement park or go to the beach, you know, you go on a goddamn fucking roller coaster ride, okay? Take a hike up a mountain, not not to go to Yellowstone and watch it wash into the fucking caverns because it's flooding. Are you shitting me? This is a time for barbecue, hot dogs, baseball. Okay, even if you don't like it, if it's too slow, it doesn't matter, you have another beer. It's beer time. Okay? It's keg time. Time to enjoy the, the the fruits of your fucking labor. No, not here, not us. uh-uh. We are too busy as the chicken says, pissing into the wind. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, it is fucking unbelievable. And we we just stumble away. It, it's the summer of our discontent. I stole that, of course, from Shakespeare, that brilliant son of a bitch. Why anybody tries to write plays as I did. It's insane. <laughs> it covers, it's between him and Chekhov, for fuck's sake. But my God, his line now is the winter of our discontent, which makes more sense. And it's a spectacular line. Now is the winter of our discontent. what it, 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 That's, you know, that's poetry. You know, uh, everybody, I mean, at the, at the highest fucking level. And it comes to us. The opening line of the, the fucking opening line of the, the fucking opening line just amazes me uh, that that's the opening line of a play. Usually you're sitting here writing for days and days and days and you, you you basically come on something just before you pass out. You go, Fuck, that's OK. Now is the winner of our discontent uh, spoken, the soliloquy spoken by Richard III. The play is Richard III. The play in which he conspires, really, I and mean, basically, it's the play in which uh, he uh, goes after his uh, brother, uh, King Edward, to kill him. Yeah, much like, uh, really, uh, we are, you know, we are watching uh, potentially democracy being killed, uh, and we know this from those who have been in front of the uh, January 6th commission uh, and spoken really, uh, probably no better by anyone, uh, the best, the, the, and spoken nobly and brilliantly by uh, the um, former federal judge, J. Michael uh, or Michael J. Luddig. Michael J. Luddig. I'm sorry for fucking that up. Um, a, uh, the gold standard of uh, representing the gold standard of conservatism. Uh, understanding the law and the way it is written and what it means and how meaningful it is. The sense of it is uh, biblical to him that kind of, 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 of real honoring of it, so that those on both sides, uh, the, the true conservatives who are left and the, the, uh, the Democrats uh, b- believe that he is, um, they, they have an incredible amount of faith in him and his integrity. And, uh, and Democrats have said it, you know, they, they uh, hate fighting with him. And that's what's great, is when you have a conservative that's that brilliant. And especially when that conservative can go up with a, uh, a, a liberal who's that brilliant. That's, that's what makes that, the law wonderful. I never wanted to be a lawyer. But uh, when you hear him speak, uh, as we did in front of that commission or some of us did, uh, you know, you kind of go, wow, it's pretty remarkable. He said the the war on democracy, he said, was instigated by the former president and his political allies. No, he's a judge. Okay. And you can ignore that all you want. Many do still. Uh, and, um, we have, we have sixty percent of the American people, apparently fifty-eight, some say, to forty percent um, who believe that, uh, you know, that maybe the president, the former president, our former leader, should be uh, in, indicted for something, something, um, he, and that uh, they find that the commission is doing a terrific job. They think they are doing, well, uh, you know, that they are uh, nonpartisan. And I think, uh, and that most of the folks standing in front of them are Republicans who finally are telling us, well, what the fuck happened? I'm glad that they, you know, feel that you know, they can tell it to us now. In this December of our discontent, with the backdrop of it being June 17th, the anniversary of Watergate. Well, isn't it strange that, you know, that, I mean, what, you know, for all the people talk about God sending messages, that seems to be a pretty clear one, doesn't it? Ooh, look, um, you know, while you're at it, you may want to really kind of remember this because this is the reason that this happened. You might want to think about that. I don't know if it does really follow from that, but it sure seems like uh, there's a certain amount of closeness, certain amount of a through line there from trying to, you know, beat the system to, to paranoids, you know, really. Nixon was paranoid. And don't tell me Trump wasn't paranoid. Trump was paranoid. He is paranoid. They're trying to, they're trying to get it. He's you are trying to get the guy. Um, and so it, it's, you know, one would hope that uh, maybe, you know, why wouldn't you sit uh, all the senators down and have them, you know, take a look at that again. Take a look at what occurred then and think about it in light of what's occurring now. And the fact that Nixon wasn't punished, I believe, um, may have helped create what we're seeing now. Because we have honored our, um, we honor our our authority figures on levels that it it just, I don't, it's uh, unbelievable. We go as far as we can to be sure that we don't, um, we don't sully the person who was in the authoritarian office. It's ludicrous, okay? In a country that was kind of based on the fact that it tells authority to go fuck itself, that in the end, we can't tell it that, that authority figure, stop it, you're full of shit, okay? No, you know, we can't do that. It's too tough for us. Is it, it'd be too tough for us to to realize we might elect somebody who's fucking fallible. Get a grip, please. It is, you know, it, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to go wandering down a yellow brick fucking road here or whatever. I want to go whatever rabbit hole into this. We're going to try to just move from one thought to another. That's clear. And in the meantime, um we are uh you know in this summer of our discontent in the midst of uh inflation that is uh manhandling many. But you wouldn't know it in terms of gas, because people are out there driving their tits off. Yes, they are. You know, everybody out there single. I'm 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 just gonna hop in my car and drive. I'm just gonna hop in my car and drive. You know, there's no one out there inspiring people to uh, hey, what about sacrifice? Our president doesn't ask for it. They, even this guy no 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 doesn't even try to ask for a sacrifice. Nobody, not the senators, not the congressmen, or set an example, huh? Try to set a fucking example. Try to say we're going to do this. Somebody who can step forward and inspire folks to fucking do a bit of sacrifice, because this country is incapable of it. We demand sacrifice from those who don't have money. That's who we demand sacrifice from. We, we push it on them. We make them the ones who sacrifice so that others can have. It's ludicrous. And boy, are they, they are, they're, I've never, they're driving everywhere, okay? All over the place. One to a car, okay? It's not going. Nobody's going to carpool. Nobody's going to do that. Ain't going to happen. Uh-uh. Certainly not. Why would we do that? Lunacy. Lunacy. So we have uh, the price of that's on the rise. Everything. The price of everything is on the rise, and so he's going to he's going to help us out in terms of gas prices or uh, the ghost of Christmas past is going to go to uh, Saudi Arabia. Good move. Terrific. Huh? The, you know, you, and and let's see. They, basically, they're saying he won't come back with a deal for oil. If he comes back with a deal for oil, okay. All right? Then you might get away with the fact that, uh, you know, the morality of all of that, the morality of that country is non-existent. Okay, the morality the leadership of that country is non-existent. Let's put it that way. So there's no blowback and bullshit and nonsense by country. I meant see the country, not the people within it, the country being represented by the, the head douche. Um, and, uh, you know, he's over there and, and they say, we're not going to get the, the deal. Well then fuck it. What are you over there doing? Why are we bothering? Huh? son of a bitch. You don't do it here. Sit down. I've said it late. Get, get everybody together and sit down and figure it the fuck out. Instead, we, you got one side just watching. they hoping, you know, basically going, boy, I hope the economy is shitty so that we can win. Fuck you. And don't think that that isn't what they think because that's what they fucking think. Both sides. Boy, if, 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 if we don't get this, then we'll get, If they don't get you know, this, then we'll get that. Fuck you fucking the fuck. (laughs) Um, We've got, uh, you know, the baby formula, I guess, is coming back. That's out of the news. Uh, We're in uh, inflation, which is shitty. And then they say recession, which I cannot for the life of me remember what the fuck it is. Uh, Recession is shittier. So we're going to go from shitty to shittier. Uh, we're in a bear market that could last 12,000 years. They say it's never been as bad. It's never been as bad. It's never been as bad. You know, we sit and watch television. It's one thing after another. This, this is, uh, this is. Uh, we have no effect on nothing. We have no effect on this. We have no effect on this. We have no effect. Here's something you're not going to have an effect on. Here's something you're not going to have an effect on. Here's the war in the Ukraine. You're not going to have an effect on that. Here's uh, Putin. You won't have an effect on him. Here's the Chinese, you won't have an effect on them. We're going to have an effect on nothing. You can affect nothing. That should be the news. Hey, welcome to your six o'clock. You can affect, welcome to the news. You can have no effect on nothing. God damn it, Lewis, get your mouth to work, okay? Would you try? I'm a fucking leaveable. And then the, they, they haven't come up with a goddamn fucking gun safety bill. How's that possible? Because they're fucking, you know, jerking, jerking. they be fucking jerking off. That's what they're doing. Well, we don't know what this boyfriend loophole. We got to figure out. No, you don't have to figure it out. No, there's no difficulty in that. Somebody was violent in a relationship. That's all you need to fucking know. You know, father, son, son to father, son to this, mother to that, whatever. Man or a woman or a. Uh, you know, or they're, you know, gay, uh, trans, whatever, man, woman, gay, trans, dog, cat, sparrow. If they're violent, they're violent. And that's that. No gunny. You get no gun gun. Okay. You don't get it ever. I don't care if you think, no, I don't care if you spent time with a therapist, all right. I've spent time with a therapist and I'm still miles where I should fucking be. So don't tell me, don't, Fucking tell me you can't figure out what the loophole is. Don't tell me you can't close it. Huh? You allowed violent people to have guns, you goddamn idiots. Stop it. Take another 10 minutes. Stop trying to work around it. It's ludicrous. Because there was another fucking mass shooting up up in Harlem last night. Okay? And this This morning on Monday. On here the uh it's j- 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 fucking unbelievable. fucking leaveable. And then they uh there's something else they can't figure out. They just figure it the fuck out. Okay. So soon we'll see just how pathetic this f- fucking uh this fucking gun safety bill is, this whatever they put into the place, because it'll be sad. Yeah, but it's a step in the right direction. No. Most of us want it to be done. Get it done, all right? What are you not getting it done for? Who are you not getting it done for? Please, you keep, keeping profits with gunmakers? What? Whew. So why don't you why don't you give away free opioids while you're at it, huh? Idiots. Just we drown. We drown in, in idiots, 60% of us, <laughs> he might stop it. Numbers don't make any difference. Doesn't seem to matter. Um, and we roll along. Yes, we do. We just roll the fuck along. I'm going to see if I've got everything here. Yeah. And, uh, oh, they're going to have flying taxis possibly in Los Angeles. Won't that be something? Huh? Can't figure out another solution. You, you know, have the cars still driving and the, that'll really work things out well. All right. You know, maybe if you could figure out the driverless cars, so they're zipping along and everybody's moving really quickly on those freeways. And it's like, cause that's what we're going to get down to. We're going to be a, essentially a, uh, a kind of a commuter train of little one, one cell cars. People won't be allowed to drive and that'll piss them off. Well, I can't drive. So we'll have to build roads for them to drive on. Fucking, I'm not allowed to use my big powerful car. Nope. You know, but we'll have flying, <laughs> flying cars finally. And that'll be good. And then they will be, God knows what that'll cause. You know, and they'll be landing on roofs and missing and smashing into people's windows. It'll be great. It's just going to be a great time. Just look through for a future of dog shit. That's what it appears to be. Because we certainly uh, have not figured out how to, to deal with, uh, you know, anything that's that's coming up. The, the airline industry, wow, they didn't prepare for this. Wow, didn't, we're not prepared. Certainly weren't prepared for what's happening and uh we will we'll roll along i'm done i'm done today this is it happy father's day i hope you all had a delightful one it was great just to, to think back about my pop and uh, i hope you enjoyed the paintings i shared with you and i'm there was a great suggestion on the uh, on Twitter, which has so few great suggestions, but I love uh, what a lot of you have to say, truly. And a lot of what you, uh, other folks have to say is like, fuck, go fuck yourselves. So, um, but somebody said that that Pop, uh, but Pop's drawing maybe to put one on a T-shirt. And I'm, I think that would be great. And of course, all of that would go to, uh, to charity. And uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm thinking of doing that. And, and a happy Juneteenth. Yes, I, I don't say it often. So, uh, I mean, I, not that I don't think it's a happy time. I just don't say Juneteenth, but I, a very happy one. Yeah. And I'm glad that we are taking this, uh, that we've taken this to the point of it's a federal holiday, that it is a holiday and uh, that we celebrate uh, the independence of our brethren. Who, uh, you know, because that's what you do when a when a, when a country gives a fuck about all who live there. And there, are, I know that there are those of you out there who, the, the, those who are, who are who are out there who uh, who are, you know, got the day off and are using it to bitch about the, fact that the of what the day stands for. It's beyond belief. It's why we have to look back. So that those people, um, you know, uh, as we evolve, those people, you know, pass from the landscape and they're those who understand that we are all one, we are all equal, we are all together. That's what counts. It's what truly what counts. That we care about each other and that when we do, uh, for when we do something for someone who has hasn't got it, hasn't when we do something for someone uh, who is less fortunate, we do it for all of us. It's really simple, you know. Jesus would be so profoundly disappointed if he, he's probably come back. He has probably come back uh, to America and spent eight minutes here and just went, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He watched one section of the news and just said, I'm out of here. I'll come back some other time. And, uh, and so uh, I leave you with this. No, I'm not going to. We won't even read that. We're going to move right on to uh, uh, thanking you all. And that this week, uh, I'd like to thank all who contributed to the, the ranch you'll be hearing. They came out of Philadelphia and they were splendid. They really were. And I'm very happy with them. And I think you will be. Uh, thanks for spending time with me. Uh, it is a pleasure as always. And uh, someday, we'll, you know, I'll be back on the road and I'll be able to, to read the, uh, do the intros uh, live staged right in front of you. Because I really, I do like doing these, but it, they're nerve-wracking for me because I just miss the sound of you going with uh, the, the lack of the sound when I say something and you just go, where's the joke? Um, I wish you all nothing but the best. Truly. I'm hoping it's a splendid summer, that it becomes a summer of your content. Uh, and you enjoy your families and your friends and you take care of each other. Because that's what we're here for. Enjoy Philadelphia. They really know how to rant.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,
1: We're coming to you live from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the home of the the Miriam Theater that we're playing from at, uh-huh. and it's a this is one fucking beautiful theater. Down the street is the Academy of Music, another fucking stunning theater. There's a <laughs> Phil- Philadelphia has just a a, a number of really. Uh, great theaters in it and it's well worth a visit and it just continues to become a, a, a better and better city. And, as a, and let me just, I, I never got to perform here uh, as much as I wanted to as when I was breaking into comedy, um, but it's been really great to perform in your theaters and it's been a pleasure. And I hope that uh, Bryce Harper does a little bit better for you this year. Yeah, because you, you, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a Washington fan. I'm from that area. I'm, an, I'm from a, I'm a, a Baltimore fan, which means I yeah no it's like it's like rooting for the dead. And, but but what was sad was you took you, you you guys went God give us Bryce Harper and then they won the pennant. So I. I know that that was just, at times, you'd last few months, fuck, fuck! <laughs> but it made my day. Yeah, ha 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 ha. So, well, I don't, you know, I've got, I don't care, don't whine to me. I've got Baltimore, okay? We don't even fucking try, okay? You paid more for him than we paid for our team and our farm system and our coaches and the fucking stadium, the whole fucking thing. So shut the fuck up. All right, let's go. This is, uh, this is from Sue Suezny. Uh You la- black, you lazy fuck. You mean to tell me that I have to buy a ticket to listen to a bunch of people rant? No, you don't. This is where it rants, okay? This is what we do right now, Sue. And obviously you never watched any of this. We did this over for four years. There's over 400 hours of this, okay? There's 400 of these shows. They go throughout the world. There's nothing like this, Sue. It allows a city to fucking bitch about whatever it wants to bitch about. It's not a whole bunch of assholes writing about it, it's Americans writing about it. Americans actually have something to say, as opposed to some schmuck politician going, I talked to Herbie Fartlick and crack book. <laughs> so, you didn't have to write anything. Nobody asked you to. And I think you'll see why the rants are so important. Like this. You wouldn't have thought of this. This is why I read this stuff. Colleen Simmers, who said, my neighbor put up road reflectors on his lawn and a drunk lady hit our mailbox. <laughs> she was following the fucking reflectors. <laughs> this is Ma- Marie McGill, these seats are too tight, never around, everyone around me is coughing. That's because it's raining outside, and it's cold, and it's shitty, and it's winter. So you're fucked. There's nothing you can do, you're fucked. Okay, that's what it's gonna be like, because that's what it is until the sun comes out, and then the sun is gonna come out like in two days, or to- two days, and then it's gonna be really nice, and then it's gonna drop again, and then people are gonna be It's gonna be awful. <laughs> Carolyn Riley told people sitting in front of you at the theater in seats that were installed around 1850. <laughs> too small for a size 14 or larger. Thanks, Miriam Theater, for the constant ass-pinch. <laughs> from Eric Kennedy, I do remember playing golf in uh, Beaufort, and thank you, that uh, was a pleasure that day. And uh, this is from Edie Lara, receptionist at a medical office, coughed in our faces endlessly. <laughs> in a medical office! <laughs> I called to complain, her answer was she didn't want to stay home. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is Jim Pemberton. You see why it's important, Susan? You see why it's fucking important? <laughs> it may not be important to you because your world is beautiful. You got these tickets as a gift, so what the fuck were you whining about? And I hope the show was good enough for you because you were bitching about the fact that if it wasn't, this was going to be a horrifying night. Son of a bitch. And that was the first thing I had to read. Oh boy, what a treat you must be. This is from from Jim Pemberton. Hey Lewis, why do I get shaken down every time I buy something to, to donate to some charity? I'm happy to contribute to worthy causes, to be clear, and have a few good ones that get my money every year. But why do fast food restaurants, grocery stores, and vet, pet food places think I need to throw money into their favorite charity? I was buying something at a discount superstore, and the cashier tried to shake me down for something, and I asked him, if I could afford to give you extra money today, I shouldn't, sure wouldn't be shopping here. Whether or not you use this, I feel better already. (laughs) Marquis N, uh, um, dear Rabbi Black, this has been just a shit show of a year for me in society. Notice I address you as rabbi, because as far as I'm concerned, you're my only spiritual leader and voice of reason. See this is really where things have gone awry. (laughs) It makes you wonder what dark thoughts linger in my mind for me to turn to you for help. (laughs) Things started spiraling out of control a couple of months ago when my piece of shit aunt called me and falsely told me that my mother was in a near death situation when it was just an emergency room visit. I was so mad at the bitch that I wanted to drop her. But of course that's exactly nice or legal to do. So I did the next best thing. I really love this. I signed my aunt up for an array of alert, text alert messages from various organizations. I subscribed her to the, you may want to write these down. I subscribed her to the North American Longshoremen Association. Snowfall alerts in Washington, Utah, Oregon, and Alaska and a dozen more alerts I don't remember. I was just in a fit of rage and I Googled my little dark heart out to find ways to torment my my aunt virtually. Life is hard enough taking care of an ill parent. Scaring me like that and making me more insane than I am already is not necessary. Life has been stressful with full-time school, two-time part jobs, and a no parent to take care of. The dumbass young people my age suggest I try to relax, live my best life, and embrace positivity. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Have brunch every fucking Sunday and Instagram it? Then they tell me they're sending me good vibes. Goddamn shit, fuck, I hate those phrases with a burning passion. How about this? Fuck you, take your fucking vibrations and fuck off somewhere else. I decided to come to see you today because I knew you'd be anything but positivity and good vibes. <laughs> I bought four tickets for my two friends and my partner and me, but yesterday I learned that my one friend decided not to fly to Philadelphia because of the mass hysteria. And I don't blame her, Philadelphia International Airport is just a hub of shit waiting to breathe. (laughs) My other friend was hospitalized for severe asthma, so fuck, at least now we have a buffer zone next to us. It's not six feet away from the people around us, but better than having some stranger ooze over on us. Thank you. Well, that was good. (laughs) Your truth conveyed through screaming and mental breakdowns heal my weary spirit. (laughs) Jan Leffler. First, I just wanna say I'm so pumped to be here watching you live for the first time ever in Philly. However, that's not my ramp. I wasn't quite sure what to rant about until just a few weeks back at work when something presented itself that was just too perfect not to share. You see, I'm a third grade teacher, and I hear and I see things I was never prepared for in my college course, one of which happened in January. I've changed the names in this story so it's not to criminate myself or the guilty parties involved. So it's a beautiful Friday afternoon as my students are coming in from recess, and I had a student stop me and say, Mrs. L. Jason touched poop at recess. The first thing that popped into my mind was, what the fuck did you just say? But I collected myself and simply said, excuse me? Lisa replied, Mrs. L. Jason touched poop at recess. How, why, how, why? Is all I could think. My coworkers laughed and said, have fun with that one fuck you guys is what I mouthed to them. Yes, I actually did. No children saw it, don't worry. So on the walk back to the classroom, Jason denied, denied, denied touching the poop. But I had to casually talk him into washing his hands, which he didn't want to do because he didn't touch poop. In my head I'm thinking, well, you know what, Jason? I don't fucking believe you. I know you touch poop, but rather than me embarrass you, I'm being nice to save you the embarrassment, and now you were fighting me on it. Just please, for the love of God, go wash your damn hands. So we walk into my classroom. Jason begrudgingly washed his hands, and another student comes up to me at my desk and not only confirms that Jason touched poop, I knew that little fucker did, (laughs) but that several students from my room and other third grade classrooms were playing around the poop. What? What do you mean? I said. Well, they were playing a game to jump over the poop, and they were running around the poop. At <laughs> this woman, I'm thinking, what the actual fuck is happening? <laughs> We are in third grade, touching random poop on the playground, jumping over it, playing around it, making a game of it. Who who the fuck does this? You know who? Animals. Animals fucking do this. Not children, and not third grade children. I'm literally picturing animals playing with feces, and now those animals are in my classroom. What the actual fucking fuck? So I collect myself, and rather than give my spelling test, I have a five minute conversation with my students about why touching poop, being around poop, jumping over poop, and being in the general vicinity of poop is not a good choice. (laughs) The poop has germs, and it doesn't matter what kind of poop it is, we need to not be anywhere near it. How, Lewis, how the fuck is this part of my job? Teaching is a funny profession. It will give you such highs and such lows, but it'll also give you moments that you truly never ever thought possible. And this, this was fucking one of them. Thanks for letting me rant. Thanks for letting me share this little story with everyone tonight, so they can get a little fucking glimpse in how fucking wild my little profession can actually be. P.S. Everyone go home and tell your kids to never fucking touch poop. I don't care if they're two years old or 22. They need to hear it. Thank you, Philly. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Louis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salton Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Boone. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.